Hello, this is Julie Ann. Welcome to the podcast show Life with Collective Purpose, about you discovering your higher purpose in life and answering the call for a shared collective healing of the world. Be inspired by our guests that reveal how they made the shift from the individual life purpose to a collective purpose to serve all. If you resonate with the guests of this show, you will be inspired to shift to a life with collective purpose and to answer the call to join our container of bright lights that will shine on the new world. I am a book publisher that has helped over 300 authors to unlock their gift and purpose by sharing their knowledge and wisdom in a book. Many of these thought leaders are now recognizing this transition from the I to the we and their call to be of service. If you need some inspiration to look at your life and understand how you too can make this shift, listen in to our show every week. Join our family as we share our stories and make connections that will help you to live a life with a collective purpose. Hello, this is Julie Ann, and I am living a life on purpose. But I wasn't always living a life on purpose. And I think that we all think that we should know what our purpose in life is. And that's a feeling that we have, you know, from I don't know, maybe as soon as we leave school, we want to um, know what we want to be doing and with our life. But it really takes um, an experience of life in order to really honestly uh, be able to evaluate what is our purpose in life and what are our gifts. Now, the thing is about gifts is some gifts we might have from our um, our earlier years, um, you know, as a child, we may have um, recognized things that we were good at. And some gifts are developed because of our experiences in life. And my life has given me lots of opportunities to have lots of different experiences around the world, which has actually helped me to identify what my purpose in life is. So at the age of 32, I was living in England and I had, uh, you know, a very successful job. Um, I was working in marketing and I was traveling around the world um, first class, um, visiting China and Hong Kong and the Philippines um, and doing trade shows in Frankfurt and in London. And I felt some kind of deep um, dissatisfaction with life you know like like that there must be more to life than this I have achieved what apparently I was supposed to achieve what my father told me that I was supposed to achieve um, and that was you know a very good job um, uh, with a high salary you know driving a Mercedes um, had a husband and our home overlooked the golf course. Um, so all those things were, were things that, you know, apparently uh, were indicators of success. 
but I knew that there was more to life. And so I ended up doing something quite spectacular at the age of 32. And I left England. Um, I uh, sold all my belongings. I left my husband. I left my job, um, sold everything, signed over the house to my husband and decided to sail around the world with my best friend. Now, I had no experience um, with sailing and I had really not, not traveled any way other than first class travel. So this was a pretty brave thing to do um, at, at the age of 32. But something in me, some knowing told me that this was what I should be doing. Something told me that this was the right direction for me. And of course, my family, my friends, absolutely everybody said, oh, my God, you're having a nervous breakdown. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're going crazy. I'd only just been married for 10 months. And so obviously my husband was trying everything. You know, he said, just go get it out your system. And I'm like, no, this is, this is never going to get out of my system. I need to understand what my purpose in life is. Why am I here? What am I doing? Because what I'm doing right now in England is not my life. I am just going to work, traveling 12 hours a day, going shopping at the weekend, buying, spending whatever money I wanted on designer clothing, etc. And this was really not feeding my soul in any way. So what I ended up doing was um, uh, leaving England, flying to South Africa. And in South Africa, I actually purchased a boat um, with my best friend and we set off uh, on a great adventure sailing around the world. Now, in four years, we basically did uh, all of Africa, um, East Africa. Uh, we went across to Madagascar and we sailed the whole um, Madagascar uh, coast. We came back across to Zanzibar and then up as far as Kenya. And then we decided to set off across the Indian Ocean. Uh, we ended up living on a desert island right in the middle of the of the Indian Ocean, um, um, a place called Chagos, which is a group of archipelago islands just south of the Seychelles. And there's no population there. So it's completely deserted island. So I, I got to be in survivor mode for three months, which which gave me a lot of information. Then we sailed to Thailand and we, uh, I lived on the boat, on the sailboat in Thailand um, and Malaysia. And there I, I um, created a, a kind of um, unofficial um, yacht charter business where we took backpackers on an experience um, as working crew. After four years, um, my friend uh, wanted more, um, you know, he wanted, to um, have a relationship with, with uh, another woman. Um, and it was apparent that, you know, that was not going to work, uh, that, that sort of a, a romantic relationship was not gonna work between me and, and my friend. And so I decided to um, leave the boat. Uh, I went backpacking by myself 
um, across Laos, um, all of Thailand and the, the north of Thailand, uh, right across to um, the border with Laos, uh, traveled down the river Mekong, um, the whole length of the country of Laos, which was amazing, back into um, Thailand and then uh, in Bangkok, sat there trying to decide what am I going to do with my life? So by now, I have spent four years just traveling, experiencing really amazing things, um, different cultures, different experiences, living in different environments, um, not really paying too much attention to my purpose or why I was there, just really, you know, having a good time <laughs> and living a very different lifestyle because um, this was not done, um, you know, with, with a lot of money. Uh, we basically lived uh, almost a, a kind of gypsy lifestyle um, on the sailboat um, you know, with no insurance and, um, you know, we anchored out, we didn't stay in marinas. And so we were, we were really living on, um, a real budget, but at the same time, a very rich life because, uh, we didn't really need money. We hadn't, you know, we owned the boat. We weren't staying in marinas. We didn't have insurance. We weren't paying rent or mortgage, you know, all, all of the usual baggage that people, carry around with them. So, so we lived a very rich lifestyle for four years. And um, when I decided to leave the boat and go um, backpacking by myself, that's when I started to really reflect and say, okay, so you've done four years of being a ragabond and being a nomad. Uh, now it's time to buckle down and figure out what your purpose in life is. So I decided to just carry on. Um, you know, I'd done uh, two thirds of the world by then, and it seemed sensible to just uh, fly to the next continent, which is North America. And I uh, connected with somebody in Canada, actually in Vancouver, and ended up uh, joining another boat on Vancouver Island and then sailing down from Vancouver Island all the way, um, the Baja, all the way into the Sea of Cortez and lived for a further two years, um, again, as a nomad and a vagabond, a gypsy um, uh, in the Sea of Cortez on my boat, uh, but this time a much smaller boat uh, with a romantic relationship as opposed to um, a friendship. And that was not... Um, that was a very different environment, um, you know, to meet somebody quite new and then to be in a very small space with them certainly taught me a lot about relationships. Let's just say that. And so um, after what is now basically seven years traveling, um, uh, by the time that I had uh, gone back to England, tried working for six months to see if I wanted to settle back down in England, I decided um, to uh, settle in Canada. And so uh, with, my, um, with my new partner, we decided to go to Canada. And that's where I started my journey of discovering my life purpose. And the journey of discovering my life purpose was actually because I wrote a book. Now, I had a lot of people 
saying to me, wow, you travel around the world for seven years. How did you do that? Um, you should write a book about it. And so that's why I ended up writing the book. I, I, I never, I didn't have like a burning desire to write a book. Um, it was just people asking me, you know, how did you travel like that? And so, and so that's what I did. I wrote a book and, um, you know, it took me two years to figure out what does that look like? How do you write a book? Um, because my background was marketing, I just decided, well, I'm going to approach this in the same way I approached launching a new product onto the market. So I'm launching a book, I'm launching my story, I'm launching me. So I thought, well, I'm just going to do this in the same way that I would do it um, if I was launching a new product. Now, that's not the way that most people write books. Uh, most people write a book by figuring out um, their story, writing their story, and then figuring out like, you know, how they're going to sell it, how they're going to publish it. But I reversed that and I, I approached it from a marketing perspective. Um, because to me, it just seemed like, well, what would be the point in writing my memoir if I don't know how to get it out there or <laughs> let people know about it? So that's, that's why I did it that way. Um, and as it was, I discovered a process um, that is basically the process that I, I used in my marketing career in the UK to actually create this book um, by planning out what was going to be in the book, the structure of the book, the flow of the book, um, you know, the, the audience for the book, all those things before I even started the actual writing. Now, as it turned out, that knowledge, that information ended up actually giving me some really big clues as to the purpose in my life. Because what I'd actually done in the process of um, writing was that I was actually kind of unlocking my story. So effectively, what I was doing was, as I was uh, reflecting on that last seven years of my life, I was beginning to get these little clues. Oh, well, this brought me joy. This made me happy. Uh, this is how I approached the writing of the book. And so funny enough, it wasn't actually the, the, the actual book that changed my life or helped me understand my purpose in life. It was actually the writing of the book that did that. And what that actually ended up being was effectively a business for me. So I didn't plan to be an entrepreneur. I didn't plan to start a business, but I had all these people saying, wow, how did you write the book? How did you approach it? How did you get it published? And so just because I was helping people and giving them that information, I suddenly realized, oh, like there's a demand here. Um, I could actually create a business doing this. And so I created a company called Inspire, a book, because I called it that because it felt like I was inspiring people to write books. And here is a process, a method that I, that I created, that I um, used to write my own book. And I developed that into, you know, like a, a hundred page uh, workbook uh, with a step-by-step -step system. 
Then I started to do workshops. Then I started to do retreats. Um, and then in 2010, um, I had all these people saying, well, okay, Julie, this is great that you're getting us to this point. It's great that you're kind of acting like an agent and you're sending us to different publishers. Um, but why don't you publish as yourself? And I was like, well, I never planned on being a book publisher, um, but I never planned on writing a book either. Um, and I never planned on um, traveling around the world for seven years. And so I decided, okay, I'm gonna take on this challenge and I am going to start a publishing company. Now, as it turned out, um, I, I, one of the companies that I had been sending people to in England um, said to me, Julie, you know, we really appreciate all of these clients that you're sending us to publish their books, but you're just sending too many people now and we just can't cope with this. So how about we help you become a publisher We'll train you, we'll give you all the systems, we'll teach you all about distribution, we'll teach you everything you need to know to be a publisher, and then you can do that in Canada. So that was such a huge gift that I was given um, by this publishing company in England, and they helped me uh, to set up Influence Publishing um, in Canada. So that was back in 2010. Um, that was a wild journey because, um, you know, that's in that time, I went through a whole um, gambit of uh, different feelings, different emotions, um, uh, struggling to be um, a businesswoman. Um, you know, by the time it got to 2014, um, I had an office in Vancouver. I had eight staff. Um, I was by that time publishing celebrity authors. Um, I was working with a very famous hockey player. Um, and, you know, I felt like that was a real um, feather in my cap, if you like, um, that I got to that point where celebrity um, authors were coming to me for my help. But what I discovered in that process was that that whole publishing world is so broken. You know, it, it, it doesn't serve people that have knowledge, uh, people that have information which needs to be out in the world for lots of different people to have access to. And so I decided that I should create um, a new publishing model that would serve these types of people. So in other words, a publishing model which would serve um, all those people that are entrepreneurs, those people that had knowledge and wisdom, and it just didn't fit into that existing publishing world, uh, which at that time was, was basically too... Uh, two levels. You could either go with a traditional publisher, in which case you'd have to win a contract, um, play by their rules, which means uh, long timelines. Um, then you don't own that property and you don't own all the royalties. So um, even though for many people, they go for that option thinking that's the easy option. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, um, that 
doesn't work. And actually, even if you're a celebrity, it doesn't work because that hockey player is telling you about right now, he has a court case with that publisher because he's trying to make a movie out of his life and he can't because the publisher owns the rights to his life story, okay? So in that world, with that traditional publishing world, you know, it just doesn't work, right? Because, because the publisher needs to be in control of the book um, to be able to make the money, which means they want it to be controversial. They want to, um, you know, blow up everything they can to make it newsworthy. And that's not necessarily the story that the author wants to tell. And certainly if you're not in that world of wisdom and knowledge, uh, you know, if, for example, in the health and wellness field, and you're talking about alternative um, health or you're in the spiritual world, and you're talking about, you know, woo-woo stuff, you know, those things are not popular with mainstream publishers because um, it's, it's um, breaking into new markets and new information and, they don't want that. They want they want tried, tested success um, that they know is going to work with with uh, an author that's already got a following, um, and that's what they want. Over here uh, are, are the people that really need to be published, which are the people with the real knowledge, and they need to keep all the rights to their book, all the royalties to their book. Um, they need to be able to do a speaking engagement without having to go to the publisher for permission. They need to be able to do a speaking engagement and sell their own books without the permission of the publisher. They need to keep their book going um, for the whole for their whole career, not just for this little window of one year that the publisher is going to launch the book and then they're on to the next bestseller, right? So many, many books like that go out of print. And then that means all that work that the entrepreneur has done uh, goes to waste. So I, I'm looking at all these models and I'm thinking we need a whole new paradigm for publishing. And so I created partner publishing. And what basically that, that did was create all of the benefits of traditional publishing, um, you know, a, a development and structural uh, publisher that can help you um, with the development of the book, uh, with the marketing of the book, understanding your target audience, understanding what makes a book good, what makes a book sell before you even write it, okay? And then a complete professional team of, pub, of, of uh, editors. So not, you know, most people just go to an editor for spelling and grammar and the sentence structure, things like that. that. That's just like, that's almost the last thing that you do, the last stage. You, you, you should have gone through, you know, story development, structural editing, developmental editing. Most people don't even do that. But that's what the big publishing houses do. And so I was offering all of those services um, with a team of people, you know, structural, developmental, content, proofreading, line editing, you know, uh, typesetters, formatters, designers, marketers. I mean, it's a big team to make a book successful. So I decided to create a model um, outside the box, a new partner publishing model where basically um, you paid me and my staff 
for our services, just like you would a coach or a designer or an editor. I mean, if you were going to self-publish, you would have to pay all that money anyway. But what I was saying, come to me, you're going to get everything coordinated and professional services, not from 10 different people, but from one person that's going to bring it all together. Now, funny enough, um, vanity publishing then created a sort of model a bit like that. But again, without that developmental and story development side, they basically said, send us your manuscript, then we'll publish it, right? Which, which you know, that's never going to be successful because self-published books look self-published for that reason, right? Because they are, uh, they're, they're not using professional services. So over the last 10 years uh, with Influence Publishing, I've now published over 300 authors. I've made most of those authors bestsellers because, you know, we, we've planned all that marketing and development before we even start writing the book. And in the last four years, I've been really, really focusing in on collaborative books. So opening this um, market to more and more and more people um, where, you know, you don't have to create 50,000 words and write your own book. Um, you can join in with a collaboration of 10 to 20 people, each person writing a chapter and then coordinated by my team. And so we're working with each individual person um, on the development of the chapter and then bringing it together into one theme. So this has been the last, this has been the thing that I've been doing in the last four years. I've been really enjoying the work. I've worked with amazing organizations like the Woman of Worth organization. We're now on their 10th book. I've worked with uh, other women's organizations, uh, for example, the Wild and Wise Women across the world with 10,000 women uh, literally around the world. Um, I've worked with um, uh, menopause chicks. Um, I've, I've had a very wide um, selection of different organizations. And now I am going to be doing my own book um, and inviting people to join me in that book. And the reason I'm doing that is because um, recently I've had a whole bunch of events happen in my life that have now made me reevaluate my purpose in life. You know, I was serving a lot of people that way with influence publishing, but now I realize I can service even more people with this focus of helping them to understand how you unlock your story. How do you look at all those events that have happened in your life and basically follow those breadcrumbs, follow all those gifts that you've been given, all those experiences and track all the times that you felt in joy because you have got that feedback from people. Oh, wow, you're really helping me. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Oh, can you do that for me? I mean, I've lived my life that way, just following those breadcrumbs and just getting feedback and being very organic. But most people don't do that. Most people stay in one job or one career and it's comfortable. You know, they've got to a point where they're making good money from it or they've got a good you know, build a good customer base or it's a good employment because it's got good benefits. They're still working there, waiting for the retirement package. But what I'm realizing now is that is not a place that brings you joy. 
for most people, unless they are on purpose. My focus now is to help people understand that we have been through this journey of finding purpose in our individual life, but now it is time to step into a collective purpose. So those people that have been on purpose for a long time, those spiritual leaders that have been of service in their purpose are now coming together to actually have a collective purpose in life. So now my purpose has shifted um, as many of these spiritual leaders' purpose have shifted because we have all received this calling to come together for this one common collective purpose, which is to help humanity raise up their consciousness level and to help those that are still at a lower vibration to lift up so that we can save this world and we can have everybody vibrating at, as oneness. And so this is a new level of purpose and I am very much looking forward to this episode um, in my life of stepping into collective purpose and helping others to understand that we can come together and help one another in this same shared purpose. And so that's what this podcast show is going to be about. That is why I have been inspired to start a podcast show so that people can resonate with my guests and they can then join us and they can spread the message of this unification, of this global unification, of this shared collective purpose. So I'm very much looking forward to inviting people onto my show. I know you will find my guests very fascinating, and uh, I'm sure that uh, this will lead uh, to me publishing uh, more stories as well on this topic of collective purpose. So I very much look forward to you joining me and my guests who will all be spiritual leaders that are stepping into their new role of a collective purpose. Thank you so much. And you will all learn how to live a life with collective purpose. Thank you for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to step into your higher collective purpose in life, head over to www.influencepublishing.com and claim your free two-hour webinar on unlocking your story and discover a family of support and love to help you embrace the collective call to purpose. Please go to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. 
You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Please share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life. Until the next time, live a life with collective purpose.